This is what I'm feeling like. Da, 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 da. Let me tell you what I'm feeling like. Da, 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 da. Brooklyn down for a long time, so my number three. My number two, 
also my co-host guy, Jay-Z, Sean Carter. I'm right. Um, yeah, as far as the Brooklyn guys, he's definitely up there. We already know the business savvy thing. Um, Reasonable Doubt is a classic. Blueprint is a classic in my eyes. Um, it may just stop there, but what I'm saying is bars like Jay could always go. And um, I think that's why he's my number two. My number one, short career, but you can still put on his music to this day and whatever the song is, you wanna get that vibe. If it's a party song, you wanna get that party vibe. If you wanna play a mood, you gonna have, if you, you know what I mean, you, 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 you can vibe with it. Even if you ugly, you fat, anything you got going on, like this guy, he, like he, he he held it down for everybody. Big mm. number one mm. guy out of out of Brooklyn. I think he raised the bar when uh the West Coast had it. Now, you know how I feel about that. I think him, Nas, and Wu they helped usher in everything back over here. But Big's my number one guy. Life After Death is a classic. You can still play it to this day and every song dumps same for Ready to Die. So that's my guy, Big. Oh, that's, man, that's tough. All right, so this one was real tough for me. So I had to have two honorable mentions. Oh, my first honorable mention. So is this like seven, six? Yeah, I'm so seven, six. Okay. My, my first honorable mention was somebody you named the F-A-B-O-L-O. You mm -hmm. number seven. Because, like he said, he got bars, man. He's been doing it for a minute. Metaphors are crazy. Thanks. So, he's my number seven. Number six is somebody that don't really get talked about. Hardly ever. But one of the illest storytellers, one of the illest lyricists, very underrated, Yasin Bey, most deaf. Okay. Most, I feel like if people pay more attention to most, most would be no, in most, the right Most can go. Yes. You know most what I'm saying? Definitely can go. And he could flip the flow up at any time. It's crazy the way his mind works in the song. So he's my, my, my second I would mention. Number five is number one. Notorious B.I.G. Yo, no, he, yo, he was killing me with I, this. I, I got to keep it consistent with my top Gosh. ten. Biggie was up all of these dudes, he was the lowest. Yo! <laughs> God! Yeah, yeah. Listen, as you said, you know, career too short for me. That's my only problem. Big yeah. did have. Now, his albums were action packed, condensed stories, in the lose that had you rolling. Right. You know what I'm saying? Songs that we literally still sing to this day that came out in the mid 90s. So, dude is a legend. He just didn't have a long enough career. Right. Number four, Buster Rhymes. Bust a bus. Like I said when I did my top ten, Bust a Bus has been killing it Look. for 30 years, bro. 30 of them things. You know I love Buster Rhymes, bro, <laughs> but you are killing me with this Buster Rhymes. Listen, Buster, he's got the career. If, like real talk, if Biggie had a 10-year, six-album career, Biggie would probably be my number one. But can 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 I say this? No, I'm listening. Biggie had a short career, but if you go back from when Ready Die dropped to when Life After Drop, Life After Death dropped, 
that span. He got some mixtapes. Not, 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 not just that, but if you just go back to that span from Ready to Die, Junior Mafia, Life After Death, right. you hear more of those songs from that era than you do the Busta Rhymes jokes, bro. You always going, you go to a club, you always, you going to hear more of the newer joints, like touch it, bring it. Yeah. Like you want, but I'm talking about, bro, I'm, so that's what I'm saying. Back Buster when he was still messing with Not, I'm him. just saying, just that era. That's the longevity of Big's music. So that's when you one. keep, that's when you one. keep saying he only had those albums, but in that span, you don't hear but a handful of songs Besides Biggie songs that are still getting played now. That's true. That's why I feel like Biggie makes everybody's top ten, my top ten, and everybody's top five because his impact, like we said with Mace, Mace wasn't didn't have a long run, but his impact was crazy. Right. His impact was crazy, but it just wasn't enough for me. So I can't raise you up too much higher because I need I need more. And right. I need to know. I need to know how you gonna change yourself up, reinvent yourself after the sophomore album. So that's why Buster's my number four. Grind him up, y'all. <laughs> number three. Like he said, my man, my man, man, Big Daddy came. Okay. Listen, party star, flow crazy. It's a fact. You know what I'm saying? And he wasn't afraid to get to a battle rap. So you, if you can go, you got me. You know what I'm saying? Number two. KRS, I mean, uh, 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 yeah, yeah, Jay-Z, have you messed it up? Whoa, Jay-Z. Whoa, <laughs> different blueprint, wrong blueprint. <laughs> <laughs> Jay-Z is my number number two. Hmm. Um, for all the reasons we always talk about, dude, flow, legacy, okay. the hits, the journey, all of that. Okay. So he's my number two. Number one. I've looked up and everything I heard says he's from Brooklyn. So I put him on my list. KRS One. Legend. KRS One. Legend. Hey, from the Bronx. Everything I see says Brooklyn. If he not, I take him off the list. Jay Z's number one. But everything I read says Brooklyn. I don't know. But you can't believe everything you believe you hear on the internet. Yes. We'll fact check that. Yes, let's Dude, fact check that. We'll fact check that. He but never reps Even if he was born in Brooklyn, he reps the Bronx. So. But I can see, you know what I mean? You did give Pop both coats. So. No, no, no. I said he's from New York, but he reps the West. He only go with the West. So, you know, we'll, we'll, so we're going to check. We're going to check. If KRS is claiming Brooklyn, the Bronx, Jay-Z's number one, everybody moves up. Fat makes my time. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. That's cool. All right. All right. Bonus question. Oh, let's go. How many How many classic albums does Jay-Z have? Okay. So, this is a very long, tough subject because we Just have literally it. been talking about this for seven people for three weeks. You dig what I'm saying? Some people think most of Jay's albums are classics. I'm not going to fanboy on you like that. No, no. I think Jay had five classic albums. Name them. And I said it was Blueprint, one and two. Uh, Life of Times, volume two. Uh, That's Hard Not Life, volume two. Hard Not Life, I mean, Hard Not Life, volume two. Um, 
So that's four. And then I said uh, the Black Album. So Black Album, Blueprint 1, Blueprint 2. Volume 2. Volume 2. Reasonable Doubt. Reasonable Doubt. Okay. Now I'm going to just say this before we go to the next subject. Go listen to the Blueprint 2 again right now. <laughs> today. And try to make it through the whole album. <laughs> I got him at three. I got him at Reasonable Doubt. Um, the Blueprint. And the Black Album. Mm. So what about Hard Not White? Nothing. Volume two. Nothing. I was gonna give it. I was gonna put him on. Uh, volume two was on my list of classics, but it's a Puff Daddy album. It has too many uh, features on it. It does have so way it, too give many features. Puff Daddy, Jermaine Dupri vibe. So. Just because it had all the features and then the hit songs on it, on it was "Can I Get Up" with somebody else's <laughs> song, uh, "Money Cash Holes X" was the hottest thing out at the time. You know what I mean? So I knocked that joint off, man. Now what I will say is, four forty four is my honorable mention. I feel like I don't think it gets the credit it deserves because there were some dimensions that he had to go into that a lot of people won't touch. Like, he literally went deep into his personal life. He aired out his whole situation mm -hmm. with B, his mom. He talked about B, the other B, and the <laughs> other B. The same thing he talks about there. But he did. He dug real deep, and he got political with the story of OJ. So I feel like it was an album that he actually took a risk to do something different, bring out a different part of his mind than the money and the, and the broads and the, and the boats and all that he gave us something way different than we were used to. He, it was almost like this was Sean Carter's first album. Did you know what I'm saying? Like, this didn't have a Jay-Z feel. It had more of a, I'm going to be real with myself. Like, he could have named it Sean Carter and it made sense. You know what I'm saying? He could have named it Beyonce and it could have made <laughs> What's the next topic? I'm bad. I'm just keeping it. You know, man. What's the next Alright, so we're going to jump on the football real quick. Wow, my man, you killed me. <laughs> we're going to talk about the top safeties in the NFL that we have ever watched. Yes, my brother. Your top five. Number five. When I look back at my list, man, and I'm starting to look at my list, I don't know if I was a fan of these teams. It's making me feel like I, because it's like the same guys on the same teams, and None of them be Rams, man. I'm getting a little confused. Number five, Steve Atwaters. Ooh, Won okay. two chips with John Elway and the Broncos. He, uh, let's see, 24 interceptions. Uh, how many Pro Bowls did say? Eight Pro Bowls, first team, two times. Um, back in the day, he was like, uh, yeah, guy. He was the original of Yeah, guy, which is the next guy I'm gonna mention. But you know, he was a hard hitter. You know what I mean? He'll lay you out. I and I and I want to say Denver defense when they won them two championships was good. And I probably mm -hmm. can remember if you say somebody's name like, oh yeah, I do. He did play on the team. Champ on the team? No. Champ on the? No, that's too early. That's too early. But what I'm saying is. Steve Atwaters is the only person I remember from the Demon. I remember him just crunching everybody back in the day. So he's my number five. My number four is, is Steve Atwaters was the original Brian Dawkins. Brian Dawkins is a ball hawk. Mm -hmm. 
He's, I've seen him send numerous people out to games. I've seen people get butterfingers because of him. Mm -hmm. 37 career interceptions, nine Pro Bowls, uh, first team all pro four times. Like I said, um, he really – like, Eagles had a lot of good defense back when Brian Dawkins played, but he was the anchor of the defense, and he really put fear in people's hearts. So that's my number four. Number three – Mr. Head and Shoulders, Troy Palomalo. Mm. Um, 32 interceptions uh, for the career, eight Pro Bowls, first team four times. To me, Palomalo ushered in this new wave that we're kind of seeing. Safeties are now becoming hybrid linebackers and all of that. I think Palomalo, um, he ushered that wave in. Uh, he also got a ring. Um, don't he hits hard. He not be Dawkins and at Waters and all of that, but he'll lay you up. Mm -hmm. Um he'll he I think he's a little bit better than at Waters and Brian Dawkins in coverage. So that's why I got him at number three. Uh number two, some could argue he's number one is Ed Reed. Mm -hmm. Baltimore. Mm -hmm. Um, he won a ring, 64 career interceptions, nine Pro Bowls, first team five times. He's another monster that'll lay you out. Um, can run route, uh, can run routes with the receivers and all that. Plays well in coverage. Um, that's my guy, number two, number one. And it's kind of confusing me, and I know it makes Vito happy when he hears me say people from the San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> I am not I am not a San Fran fan, so just because I got Jerry number one and I got Montana number one and I got Ronnie Lott number one. Vito, don't you try to think that I was ever a San Fran fan. Ronnie Lott is my number one. Four Super Bowls, 63 interceptions, 10 Pro Bowls, mm. first team six times, monster, lay you out. He go get his snatches. Let me get those. He was an intricate part of those championship teams in San Fran. And I know they were loaded and all of that, but the numbers speak for themselves. Right. So that's why he's my number one. Vito, don't you start that San Fran stuff, bro. <laughs> Real rap. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, you do got a lot of 49ers on top of your list. That's crazy. <laughs> I, but that's because I keep it a CEO, and I'm not being biased. All right, so my list going to be a little bit different than yours. Mm. My honorable mention is Troy Palomalo. Whoa! Yeah. The only reason why I say that is because he was hurt a lot. And sometimes he would only play like seven weeks, eight weeks. Nah, we, you know why that was? He's not in his damn self out. <laughs> <laughs> he was hurting himself trying exactly. to hurt other jokes. So that's why he, he, he gets an honorable mention to me. Not my number five is actually hardly ever talked about except for when you're watching Sunday Night Football. Rodney Harrison was the anchor of those New England's Patriot team that kept those Patriot teams relevant. Kept them in the playoffs. That's won exactly. some of those playoffs. And Rodney himself made some of the matter of fact, Rodney made the clinching interception that killed the Eagles Super Bowl. So when you make plays like that, you got a lasting impression on the game, Rodney Harrison. My number four, like I said when, when we did the cornerbacks list, I never really considered him when I think of him as a, as a corner. He's more of a safety to me. My number four is Rod Woodson. Okay. Rod 
Woodson was one of the most complete safeties I've ever seen. Smart, fast. He he would knock the shit out of you if you came across the middle. Yep, that's right. And he's smart, and he had them hands because they didn't play. He was a punt returner, so he could move. He could accept it. He'd go into the house. That's right. So as a safety, because when they moved him back to safety, they thought he lost a step. He did not. He was just as good, maybe even better as a safety than he was a corner. And now you see why I said at one point in time I thought he was better than prime time. And I get that. I'm still going prime though. I mean, me too. <laughs> I said I came to reality of it, but at one time I thought that because I thought he could do more. And he does a lot of things on the field. My number three, B-Dawg, Brian Dawkins. He's... He was, no disrespect to any of those, those other players on that defense, he was the defense. Facts. He was the quarterback of that defense. Facts. Everything on the field slanted because of the way Brian Dawkins was going to play. Facts. If he was playing in the box, we had to change the coverage. If he was playing back deep, he controlled where everybody else went. He made our cornerbacks look better. He made people afraid to come across the middle. Alligator arms was hit. They, he, people got that. Because of him, because before all, they, they lightened up this rule where you couldn't hit nobody above the neck and all that, he was literally knocking people up. out the game. Yeah, he you know what I'm saying? Up. So, yeah, he wasn't the greatest cover guy, but he'd pick you up and he will cause fumbles all the time. Yeah, now he does. Do he'll pop the ball out, no question. That's a fact. So, that's my number three. My number two is one of the most, I don't even know, I, I'm not going to say crazy. But he's, if you say hard, this is the hardest guy to ever play in the NFL. Well, one of the hardest guys to ever play in the NFL, in my mind. Ronnie Lott. Ronnie Lott. You got him where, too? I got him number two. Ooh. Ronnie Lott Ooh. Made, had people really scared to throw slants. He had them scared to throw posts. Because even if you outrun him, when you make the catch, he's going to hit you. Facts. Hard. Like, you might not come down with Facts. the rock. You do know what I'm saying? Facts. And here's a story about Ronnie Lott. Everybody knows Ronnie Lott's missing part of one of his fingers. Well, if you don't know this, Ronnie Lott lost that finger in the middle of the game. Got caught on somebody's helmet, ripped it right off, right? They said, Ronnie, we could take you to the hospital and put your finger back on. But we got to go now. My man put his helmet back on and went right back on the field. He did not miss... One play. And cut, and you don't got him at one just on the strength of that? That shit right there. That right there is That's legendary. insane. Like, the level of tough you got to be. By the fuck, you mind the Take one. this up. I'm going back there. And still balled out. With part of a finger. My man, I salute you. You are one of the toughest dudes I've ever seen in the NFL. My number one is a dude that I hated watching. Hated it. One, because he was compared to Brian Dawkins, and you know, I protect my guys. Number two, because he was so annoying. He was like a gnat at a barbecue. You dig what I'm saying? Just buzzing around, annoying the hell out of you. Right. Ed Reed. He's one of the first safe, he's one of the first players to have 20 interceptions and 20 sacks. One of the first. You know right. what I'm saying? He wasn't a big hitter, but he liked your ass up. And he was probably one of the fastest safeties that was out there. Because you ain't not running. Yeah. You run pack. And, he, and the crazy thing was his athleticism was so great. At full speed, 
he could jump and turn in the air and catch it in a second. And he goes, give me that. And then sometimes after spinning in the air, he catches it and goes back to the house. What do you do? What do you do? You can't do anything. And if you want to run the rock, guess what? He's coming right through the line. He's in the backfield before, right as soon as you get a hand. That's a fact. One of the smartest safeties. That's a fact. A gambler. And he talked big, big quality. You dig what I'm saying? Like, he got in your head from way in the back of the defense. That's a fact. He had you psyched out before the play started. That well-roundedness makes him my number one guy. So that's the that's the that's the hit right there. That's a good list. And um, also I didn't mention my honorable mention would have been John Lynch. Nice. John Lynch. John Lynch <laughs> was another one of the ring your bell. So that was my honorable mention. He was slow, but he'll jack he'll jack your ass up. But all right, so we just seen a lot of clutch shots over the years. Up to the playoffs and the playoffs, everything. If you had one of the youngins in the game, who would you have take that last shot for you? Devin Booker, Trey Young, Luka Doncic, or Jamal Murray? That's a tough one. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna, to, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to go. Uh, I'm gonna have to go ice strike. Oh yeah, I think I, I I think man like two years, man. Let me keep it a seat though, real quick for y'all. Come here, everybody. Get about two years, <laughs> man. Trey Young will be the best point guard in the league. You heard it here first from the boy. You know, what I mean Trey Young is Trey Young is clutch. Uh don't get me wrong, Luca clutch on that list too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I think Trey Young like when you add the buzzer beaters and stuff into the mix of being clutch, like he 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 he's that work. Luca right there though. They won a one big, but two years. Trey Young would be the best point guard in the league. Now you know what's crazy? Everybody on this list is cold. Cold. They all hit game winners they shouldn't have. All of them. Awesome. Some of them had great runs in the playoffs, like a Jamal Murray. The things he did in the bubble was crazy. Luca. Luca's just touching what like the surface of where right. he's going to go right. with it, right. but he's already really clutch. Like step back in your face and turn around and not even look at the shot. Go right. in clutch. You dig what I'm saying? Right. Ice in his veins. Trey Young, I do think Trey has the potential. I'm not saying he's going to be the best in the league. Two that's years. Brown. That's Brown. Two years. That's Brown. Mark it down. <laughs> Two years. I think he has the potential. To be the best point guard in the league in two years, I don't think he will be. I think John's going to be a better uh, point guard than him over his career. But he's he's really got something in him that could make him one of the greatest of all time. He's a bit of the psycho. My man creates stuff, and you can see it when he every time he hits a buzzer beater, he has some kind of theatrics that he thought up. Because he knew if I was in this situation, I'm going to hit this shot. Yo, bro. And he goes in on it. Let me keep it a seat, though. He got two complex rings. He got the short man's complex. Mm -hmm. Yes, he does. And he got the light skin everybody think I'm soft complex. Yes, he does. And you can see that fight. He is a little pit bull. He is. He's ready to fight anybody. He don't care. He don't care what you think about him. I'm ready to make the shot. And if he misses it, 
he's still gonna take the next one the next time. He ain't gonna shy away from it. So he's really plus. Two years. D book. Now here's my thing with D book. Of all of these dudes, he's the least clutch, in my opinion. Okay. Only reason why I say that is because D book does a lot of his scoring early in games. And sometimes he will fade in the fourth quarter. Sometimes. Sometimes. You know what I'm saying? I gotta see you kill it in the fourth quarter more. More, yeah. You know what I'm saying? saying? Especially in these playoffs. In these playoffs, he was like okay in the fourth quarter. But I wanna see a 20 point quarter for you in the fourth quarter, D book. But for me, if I have one take in my last shot, I want Jamal Murray. Mm. Jamal Murray is an assassin. I like Jamal Murray. He is an assassin, and he really takes it personal that he has to make a game-winning shot. You can see it in his face. Like, I got to take this shot? Oh, I got to kill somebody. We shouldn't even be in this position against these dudes. And you see that every time he steps on the court in the playoffs. Because he does it consistently in the playoffs. Right. The dude is, is different. And nobody really... They need to talk about him more as one of the best point guards in the league. You dig what I'm saying? I guess it's because he plays with the Joker. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? What it is. Because if he didn't play with the Joker, whatever team he's on, you got my money for them being the best team in the league. You heard me say that. Mm-hmm. I feel like he can elevate a team to a level that nobody else in the game can. I don't know about that. I know him putting up some buckets. I, I'm trying to tell you, because he's not just buckets. a shooter. He shoots when it's necessary. And if he's hot, if he's not hot and it ain't necessary, guess what? He's oops, oops, oops. I'm passing it over there. I'm giving it to you. He knows the game. It's almost like he sees it in like slow motion. You dig know what I'm saying? He knows when it gets somebody hot. He, he gave Michael Porter his confidence. Because if it wasn't for Jamal Murray, Michael Porter wouldn't be putting up 20 points tonight like he is right now. He built this dude to where they drafted him to be. Like, oh, you yeah, you 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 supposed to be this dude. We're going to make sure that you look like this dude on my team. Real talk. I think he's the reason why the Joker gets the freedom he gets. Because if you play off of Murray, he's going to give you 50. The Joker may give you 30 and a bunch of dimes, maybe, whatever, but he ain't going to show you the killer. Right. Jamal's going to kill you if you back off of him. That's why I say he is an elevator, and I feel like I want him taking my last shot because he's going to take it personally. I hear that. So you got Jamal. I got Trey. Mm-hmm. Who y'all got? Let us know tonight on live. Get with us. Who y'all got? Yeah, Who you got, who's your top five safeties that you ever seen play? Mm-hmm. Let yeah. us know tonight on live. Your top five Brooklyn rappers. Let's hear it. Let yeah. us know tonight on live. Right. Now, man, we definitely appreciate y'all for tuning in. We about to wrap this episode up. Yes, sir. As you can see, if you can see, it's it's central, here, the sanctuary is not working today. Let so, you got me. When you film, you got to turn fans off. And, you know, yeah, so you know, sweat it out for y'all. So we, we, we keep it a C-note all the way down to the sweatiness. <laughs> so, you know, thank you for everybody tuning in. Yep, keep checking us out. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, keep it a C-note podcast. Leave your comments, questions, concerns, everything. We want to hear it all. Yeah. I'm Tom. That's Brown. Yeah. Did it again. Catch y'all tonight, y'all.